You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Hello and happy Friday. Happy Friday, guys. We are here to talk on a controversial topic today, something that we normally don't dive into, but we believe that women's voices should be heard, mm-hmm. and we've actually been asked our opinion on this, so we decided we're going to do a little bit of a podcast on it. Yep. These are, you know, it. a big part of me thinks that politics should, and beliefs and opinions sometimes should stay out of business, but... Liz and I, you know, we stand for things and especially as women trying to excel in a business world and, you know, I being someone that personally played college sports um, and worked my butt off in, you know, the sport, uh, we wanted to kind of touch on this because it's important to us. Um, And this is our podcast, so we can talk whatever the hell we want. So um, we're going to talk about it today. Yeah, we might we might get uh, turned off of, you know. We might get taken down from Apple. Maybe. Who I, knows? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think we've reached that level. <laughs> <laughs> we don't go here too often. So first, before we dive into this podcast, we want to just say that we respect everybody's you know, opinions. We respect everybody's choice to choose who they are, how they identify. And today we're going to be talking on the topic of what's going on with the male that became a female and uh, has been, you know, competing in women's swimming, basically. Yep. Yeah. So um, Leah Thomas is her name. Uh, now she obviously, I'm sure many of you know this story. Um, she was born, obviously, a biological male. Um, she make, made the choice to transition into a female. Um, and she was swimming her entire life. You know, this was, it's been her sport. Um and I call her a she because she is, you know, she has transitioned to that and that's how she identifies. But the hard thing about this is not about whether, you know, she is a he, he is a she, whatever discussion you want to have around that. I think that's that's not really what we're talking about today. What we're talking about today is fairness in play um, and the ability that women have, like, women have kind of been put at a dis- disadvantage to an extent in this situation. And that is what I don't believe is fair. Um, And the way that it gets talked about is I think in a negative connotation, which is the first problem. So a lot of people are saying like, this is BS that, you know, this man can go into female swimming. Like, no, she, she has transitioned. She's a female now, but she is now blessed with higher levels of testosterone, with basically what you would get from taking steroids. Mm-hmm. And she is at a advantage. She is blessed with an advantage that really just doesn't make it fair, that other females have basically, it is impossible for them to have. And that is what is the problem to me. So people that have worked their butts off, because you guys, I will say, like I played two sports in college. I am athletic, but I was never someone that was like, naturally amazingly gifted. Like I had to work my ass off in CrossFit and soccer and basketball to be as good as I was. And when I worked really hard, that paired with my potential to be as good as I was in soccer. I still was not amazing at basketball. I was good enough to play in college, but like 
I wasn't someone that was, you know, like a prodigy by any means. I had to work really freaking hard. And so what is not fair to me is if someone came in that basically had an advantage that I could never meet, that I couldn't meet with hard work, that I couldn't even meet with pure athletic potential as a female. And that is what is unfair to me. And that is what I think needs to be addressed by females in sport right now, um, because it's taking away a lot of the hard work. And it's honestly putting, and I think the media is to blame for this, putting so much spotlight on this particular person because she is transgender and Mm -hmm. she has decided to now compete and basically not just beat other females, but destroy them in the sport. And I will be the first to say being destroyed in a sport when you have worked your ass off, there is no better. There is no worse feeling. I have been on the tide of a, I was a goalie in college. We played teams that, you know, they were better. We lost like seven to one. I can tell you one of the worst feelings in the world is just being fucking destroyed. Yeah. And that is what these females are experiencing that shouldn't experience that. Yeah. Well, especially when you're looking at a sport that is one within like tenths of seconds, mm-hmm. right? This isn't even soccer where you're scoring goals, yes. right? These, this is for time. And that advantage that this individual has just naturally is automatically putting them seconds ahead, not mm-hmm. just tenths of seconds, but seconds ahead. Tens of seconds ahead yeah. on some of these races. Like yeah. it's in swimming, that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was interesting this morning, I was looking up just to see, you know, some of the great swimmers, like what would they have to say about this too? Because I think it's important to look at all sides and like hear from the athletes in the sport themselves. And even Michael Phelps, you know, came on and, and spoke about the topic. And he said, I believe that we should all feel comfortable with who we are in our own skin. But I think sports have to be played on an even playing field. And I totally agree with mm-hmm. this. I am not somebody who was ever amazingly gifted in sports. So I think this hits you way harder. I did play sports, but I was never at a competitive level. And so I can only imagine what it makes other athletes, yeah. female athletes, you know, feel like in this scenario. And, you know, this is where in my mind, I kind of think about women's history and how hard we have fought for our right to vote, for our right to you know, show up um, with freedom. And, you know, break the glass ceiling. And to me, what bothers me the most is that throughout all of the women's rights movements, right, we've been seeking equal rights and opportunities for greater personal freedom. But now we're letting biological men come into women's sports and compete. That's not an even playing field. No. And so let's define this, right? When we say biological, we are speaking about how the individual was born. At birth, did they have a penis? Did they have a vagina? Are they a male or a female? What they choose to you know, do and who they choose to become, that's totally up to them. And we are totally cool with that. But at some point in time, we have to look at what is a level playing field. And I just don't think that this is right. I don't think that it's fair. I don't think that, uh, you know, it's something, I think there's a lot of factors to consider with this. And I know that they're talking about that as well, um, just in terms of will there be, you know, a male, female, and then a transgender, you know, category here. But across the board, if you are going to allow males to transition into becoming female and let them compete in sports on a female team, it's just, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and then I, I think about, okay, so what about, what is the difference between taking hormone replacement therapy to change into a female 
but yet you won't let performance enhancing substances for males or females in the mm-hmm. sports, right? So over the last two decades, sports regulations of performance enhancing substances have become so narrow that there's little room for athletes of any kind to pursue treatments, even when those treatments could benefit their health. Like there's a lot of research that show that for men, taking testosterone as they age can actually help them. Not just for their sport, but also for their health, overall health, like bone density and, yep. you know, sexual health, things like that. And so where does that conversation lie here? I couldn't find anything about that earlier today when I was, you know, kind of researching this because that has to also be answered, I feel like, for these athletes, because you're not only coming to the table taking HRT and you know, hormone replacements, but you're also naturally gifted with that higher level of testosterone. Well, yeah. And she transitioned in 2019. And so you only have about two years of replacement hormone therapy, you still have a higher level of, like it takes a long time and you never fully reach that place. That's why there's still with transgenders, there's still levels of, you know, visible male features Mm -hmm. and it's muscle mass. It's just, it it is, and it's not just Leah Thomas. And that's the thing. Like we aren't attacking her by any means. It's the, it's the principle of this. It is the principle that we are, allowing in sport there to be a new population that will probably dominate sport if we allow this to happen. They will dominate women's sports. And the thing is, this isn't going to happen the other way around. You're not going to see females transitioning to males and dominating male sports, so it's not affecting them. But it affects females. It affects the sports that we should be allowed to play on an even playing field and not go in. You guys, like I said, there is no worse feeling than going into a competition just being like, I don't really have a chance, mm-hmm. you know? And it, it kind of makes you not want to try. It kind of makes you not want to push as hard as you could push because, you know, you're always, you're, you're going to be second place in a lot of situations. And that's, you know, the cut and dry issue is that fair sport, fair sport does not allow someone in group A to compete in group B. When group B's category is specifically separated and created based on the extreme physiological disadvantage compared to group A. It just is what it is. That's why women's sports are separate from men's sports. That is why. I, you know, like, I'll be honest, I'm probably more athletic than a lot of males, but just because they are males and they are stronger and they are more physically potentially capable, they will beat me in things. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I think about this with like the Olympic lifting person, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. From New Zealand. Yeah. So as a female, like, let's compare like Stephanie Cohen. She is one of the greatest lifters yes, power lifters yep. super super powerful can she outcompete some men yes but i think there's a lot of men that would lift much heavier than her yeah that aren't even that great mm-hmm. like th- fair sport doesn't allow any athlete to cross over to a disadvantage category on the basis of identity because identity is not the basis of separation i she identifies as a female and she has transitioned to a female these people have that is not an argument here that is mm-hmm. absolutely you should be able to do that. If that is who you truly feel you are deep down, do that. But unfortunately, you now have a blessed advantage. And that is what is unfair. And you just like, I get that she wants to compete and these people want to compete in their sports still. But that is why I think we need to have a separate category. Mm-hmm. We need to have a separate category that creates a fair playing field. Because at the end of the day, too, for me, if I was in those shoes, and again, this is all opinion based, but like if I was in their shoes, I wouldn't want to just be in a sport and 
crush people all the time. That's not fun. I'd want to be on an even playing exactly. field myself, right? Exactly. And so again, this is about like we can definitely respect and honor the identity of trans girls, women, men, right? But we have to defend the integrity of what is fair. Yes. And and this is why we're doing this podcast because I think there's so many things going on in our world right now that integrity is falling by the wayside. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, integrity, I think about what's going on in our schools, what's being taught in our schools, what's being promoted in our schools, what is available to our children via social media platforms, library books. You guys, like I have a couple family members who are teachers who are telling me that they have seen middle schoolers checking out books that are very, very sexual. And Beck and I have talked about like hearing some of these youth at the parks that we go to with our toddlers and the way that they're talking about sex and all of these things. Like, guys, I just want to go back to the days where like we were joking around when we were like 10 or 11 years old about getting our first kiss. And oh my gosh, you laid in the same bed and you got your first kiss, you know, or whatever. And like, I wasn't even allowed to ever have boys upstairs in our house, let alone in my room. Mm -mm. Right. And so this is just a thing is like, as, as moms, as women, this is what starts to really get under my skin because we have to keep integrity at the forefront. Let people choose. I honor and I respect the identity that these people choose to have. But I also think that we have to keep integrity in mind in in sport, in life, in ethics. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like, and it's not coming from a place of hate. That is what that is what's so frustrating to talk about these things is that you are immediately labeled as anti LGBT. You are labeled as whatever, you know, anti mean you're a horrible person. Basically, if you bring these things up versus why can't I have an opinion on this? Why, why aren't we allowed to voice that this is a concern? Cause I think to be honest, most people that I've talked to at least, and I have plenty of friends and family that are, gay, bi, transgender, they're amazing people. Mm-hmm. I fully respect these people and their choices. And a lot of them feel this way too, that it is, it is not fair. It is not fair to females to be having this disadvantage thrust upon them when they should be able to be in this sport in a level playing field. It is not because of an, you know, that Leah Thomas or these other trans athletes are anti-LGBT victims or, you know, it's not, it's simply because they are fortunate after this transition to possess a physical advantage and they should be able to portray that advantage in a level playing field with other transgenders. And so if this population is truly as big as it is, you know, portrayed to be, and it should have an equal fair situation then they should create another, just like just like Olympics and Paralympics exist. Just like, you know, the MLB and minor league mm-hmm. exist. These are even playing fields. They are not discriminatory. They are simply creating even playing fields based on the skill level, the athletic ability level. And so please stop using this like basket that when we talk about these things, it becomes anti-anything. It is not. It is talking about the physiological advantage that these people have that females will never possess. And to me, that is not fair. When you are, it's like all of your hard work gets taken away. That's what it feels like. If I were any of these swimmers, I would never be because I hate swimming and I'm so bad at it. But (laughs) if I was any of these swimmers, that is how I would feel. Yeah. And it's, it, it just, 
it's it's frustrating. It's very frustrating because you feel like you can't have a voice, and I'm sure that that's how they feel. Because mm-hmm. I believe um, the girl that got second place in that race recently, that Leah Thomas won, um, was taken down from Twitter. She posted a comment, and her comment was taken down from Twitter. And it's just like freedom of speech seems to be gone. It's just it's really frustrating. Um, and I wanted to kind of give an example that I saw the other day that I, I felt portrayed it really well. Um, so these are just some statistics for um, basically male athlete rankings compared to field, female athlete rankings. Um, basically, hundreds of men would smash the women's professional world record in each event. Hundreds of men. Hundreds. So, for example, tra- this is track and field. In 2021, high school track and field. The female's number one girls rank for 100 meters is the male's 3,000th rank. So the female's number one time for 100 meters was 11 seconds, point, 11.09 seconds. That is the male's number 2,937th rank. For the female's 1,600 meters, four minutes and 37 seconds, that's so fast for a mile. Um, the boy's rank was 5,482nd. That's a 5,482nd time for males. And there's multiple examples of this. I'm not going to give them all. But for example, everyone knows Allison Felix. She was an amazing track and star athlete, even after she had a baby, mind you. She had a 200-meter American high school record. It was set in 2003. It's 20 years ago almost now. That would have been beat by 2,487 boys in high school. Are you okay with the 2,485th male deciding to transition to be a female. And now he takes one of the longest standing records basically in female high school track and field by Allison Felix. I, that's just like, it doesn't sit right. That That's not fair. It's not fair. You can see it's not just that Leah Thomas is gifted. It's that you have a physiological advantage and that is just the fact. And it makes it unfair for females. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a perfect way to put it. And hopefully you guys understand again that we love and we want to honor these people for their choices, but we also have to stand up for what's right and look at these things, maybe from a neutral perspective, right? Like a um, logical perspective, common sense perspective, maybe. Um, That's where, you know, when we were talking about this offline, because we had a couple of clients like ask us about, you know, our opinions, especially with Becca being in, you know, CrossFit and competing again, they want to know where where do we stand? And we were like, you know what? I think we should speak out on this because women have to start saying something. And I and I'm happy to have a discussion with any like I'm not I'm not gonna argue with anyone. I'm not like mad at anyone. It's it, it as a female, it's just frustrating. It's frustrating, like truly deeply in my core mm-hmm. that you feel your sport is being taken over. And that it will become to a place where in certain fields of sport that these, you know, athletes, trans athletes start to become more prevalent in potentially there's no more level playing field. Mm -hmm. You are basically second best constantly. Yeah. And then it's like, what are you working for? You know? And that may be like, woe is me type of, but that's how I, that's how I think a lot of these girls female feel. That's how I would feel. It's a, it's, it's very, you know, just like, not depressed. It, it's just like defeating. It's a defeating feeling. Well, it's like, why even try? Like you said before, like if you know that there is no chance, like let's say you're going into the CrossFit games, right? And you see a trans who can outlift you by a hundred pounds on most of your lifts and you know is faster in the running and the swimming. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, okay, do you go just because you want to still compete and you want to compete against, you know, other women in the sport or last year number, but you're exactly what you're saying is like, you feel already defeated before you even began the battle. Mm -hmm. It's just a mind mental game. It's just like, and so I think obviously this is not an issue for lesbian, gay, bi, like this is simply the trans because that is the physiological advantage that they are blessed with when they decide to transition. It is what it is. It just, and so, you know, like I said, I'm happy to have a discussion around these things. And, you know, what I am arguing here per se is simply the fact it is a, it is an unfair advantage. It is a blessing, but it is an unfair advantage that they have that it should not be allowed. Just like I mean, although steroids are prevalent in most professional sports. They just don't get caught. They don't get caught. (laughs) (laughs) Just like steroids are not allowed. This really is not any different. Yeah. Well, and when we were looking up the Olympic stats earlier this morning, you know, I'm just curious because I think we have to look at all sides of the coin, right? Um, So looking at the stats, so... Olympics were founded in, in 1894. Okay, women were allowed to start competing in 1900, so six years later. And over the course of the history, they've accounted for nearly 60%, um, or excuse me, that was at the Tokyo Olympics. Um, that was their most successful games in history. But if you look back at you know the years, females have historically earned 0.75 medals per athlete challenge compared to males earning 0.59 medals per athlete challenge. So some people could say there's a debate here, right? That females are better and to just let the one or two trans come in because then you're leveling the playing field. No, it's still not fair. Mm -mm. No. And and it it won't be. It just, it, it, there's no other way of saying it. Like you have a higher potential to build muscle mass, to have explosiveness, to lift heavier weights, to move faster, you're taller. Create more force. You are built differently because you were not born to bear children. That is pretty much how it, essentially, how it is. Like as a biological male, you were not born for the need of bearing children. So you naturally have a lower body fat percentage. You hold, it is just it's how it is. Men get men can get to single digit body fat percentage. Much, much more commonly than females can. Such a blessing, right? Because look at <laughs> such like, a blessing. Fucking weight loss. You start on something, and like my husband and I have done times where we're like we're both like really dialed in, cut phases, whatever. And he's like dropping ten pounds in a month, and I'm like, hey, I lost two pounds over here. Hey, and it's just when everything else is accounted for, mm-hmm. when nutrition, recovery, training, all of these things that can put you on a level fail playing field are accounted for there is just still this factor that puts you leaps and bounds ahead of people leaps and bounds as a male compared to a female mm-hmm. and it sucks but that's how god created us like that is what god created on this planet and so unfortunately i will never be as strong as my husband even though he has so much athletic potential that he does not tap makes me so angry he's so athletic but he doesn't want to try hard sometimes and things i work my ass off <laughs> He knows it too. He's like, we when we used to compete in CrossFit together, he would finish every time he finished a workout. He's like, oh, I probably should have gone harder. Like, why didn't you then? Why didn't you? You were so athletic. He's so strong. He just, you know, he's just, eh, I'm good. He, just doesn't, he doesn't care about it he as doesn't. much. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's exactly. like, I knew I could be good if I want. Exactly. And then- he was. He was an all-American baseball player. Like, he was a phenomenal <laughs> athlete in college. Whereas I busted my ass constantly. And I still was like, 
you know, middle of the playing field in CrossFit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just not fair. It isn't. And you know, I can sound like a whiner if I, if that's how you want to take it, but biologically speaking, scientifically speaking, it is an, an unfair advantage that they have. And that is in sport, in sport, that is all I'm talking about here. Not, mm-hmm. in, not in, you know, you shouldn't be allowed to do other things that females do or, you know, I, even honestly, like once you transition, even bathrooms and stuff like that, I fine. That's, I, I think that if you decide to transition biologically to a, I'm sorry, I'm using the wrong words. If you decide to transition completely to a female, then use the female bathrooms, utilize those things. But in sport, when it is purely an aspect of your physical potential, it is unfair. That is how I feel. And so today, Friday, That's what we got. <laughs> that is that is my opinion, and I should be allowed to share my opinion on your own podcast. On my own podcast, and sure, I might get some hate for this, but you know what? I need to start building tougher skin. That's what I, that's that's what TikTok has taught me. I don't, and, and I've learned this from other people. People on TikTok freaking mean. Yeah, it is a different world on TikTok. I don't know what it is about TikTok compared to Instagram or Facebook, and I think people are mean on Facebook too, but. It is just like ruthless I just on TikTok. Think, I think that people get bold behind keyboards. Mm-hmm. I also think that you had, you know, one video that got some hate. And I, it's funny because like I have posted about inflammatory oils and gotten no hate. It's, one of my videos got some pickup. Yeah. And there's been some other ones that people have been angry about. Um, and it's mainly about gluten, inflammatory oils, and like functional holistic viewpoints on nutrition Mm, basically compared to conventional viewpoints. Well, at the end of the day, we also help a lot of people that have dysfunction and that's the clientele that we want to help. And that's the clientele that we serve. And that's, you know, what we see a lot for people, why they, what is, you know, underlying driving the dysfunction. And so you deserve to speak out about it and yeah, you got to grow some tough skin. It's it's not easy to do by any means because of course Mm -hmm. you want to be liked. We want to be liked by everybody. But at the end of the day, guys, like, we are women entrepreneurs. We are entitled. We are moms. To our opinion, right? And, and I wouldn't say, like, I don't want to, I hate the word entitled, actually, but um, we believe that there are a lot of topics that we could share our opinion on, but at the end of the day, we understand that everybody has a different viewpoint. And you can mm-hmm. argue, here's the thing, just like with nutrition, you can argue either side of the spectrum and have valid points. You can argue that gluten is not bad for you and you can back it up with, you know, science and skewed science and all those things. Certain research, right? If you're going to cherry pick things, same way that you can argue that it's the worst thing ever and you should never consume it. You should avoid it at all costs and you're going to die if you, you know, have gluten. So at the end of the day, it's like, how do we come to a middle ground? And we use logic, we use common sense. And again, as I said before, like, we stand in integrity. We stand by our values. We stand by our beliefs. And this is just something that we wanted to talk on today because we're getting a lot of questions about it. And I just think that, you know, we thought we would share it with you. And if it helps you maybe in a conversation with somebody else about it, think of it a little bit differently. Awesome. Right? We want these people to compete. I want them to be who they are. They have every right to do that. And again, I honor and I value that. I just think when it comes to certain situations, we have to make sure that we're on a level playing field in any category, not even just this one. Yeah. It's, I'm, we're talking about sports here, talking about sports and females, females and sports. And it's just, 
it's just unfair. It, it is an unfair advantage that females will never, ever have. And that's just the bottom line. So, okay. Have a great weekend, guys. We'll be back on Monday. We got a good one coming for you on Monday. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.